Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, here today taking your calls and texts live on the air. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible, maybe in your Bible reading, something has come up that you're curious about or that you don't understand. We'd love to talk with you about it and hopefully answer some of those questions for you. And uh, if there's something going on in your life, for example, that you're curious, you know, what, what does the Bible say? What does Christianity teach about that? We'd love to talk with you about that or if you're just looking for wisdom. And if you would like prayer, if you have something going on in your life or the life of a loved one that you would need prayer for, we would love to pray with you here on the air and have all those listening be able to say amen. So give us a call. The number is 303-690-3000. It's 303-690-3000. Or text us at 720-336-0897. Once again, the text line, 720-336-0897. We want to welcome all of those of you listening uh, here in Colorado and in Wyoming on Grace FM, up and down the Front Range, all the way from Cheyenne, Wyoming to Pueblo, Colorado. Uh, we're so glad that you tuned in today on your radio dial, and um, we just want to welcome you to the program. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a call. We also want to welcome those listening on the East Coast on our syndicated stations on Hope FM in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland, and also those who are listening on Truth FM in Tennessee and in parts of North Carolina and Kentucky. Thanks for tuning in today. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you and pray for you. The number is 303-690-3000. or text us, 720-336-0897. And just a reminder for those of you listening on the East Coast in the area around Tennessee, that you're hearing the program on a one-week delay, but we would love for you to still call in. And, and then what you can do is you can tune in the following week and listen to yourself live on the radio. Uh, well, I guess it's not live, is it? It's uh, it's recorded. It's on a one-week delay. But just a heads up that some of you who are listening on the East Coast are not hearing the show live. So if you call in, we might be having a different discussion. But here's another thing that you can do. Um, for those of you who are so inclined, or maybe uh, those of you who are tuning in right now in this way, is that we are also live on the Internet all the time. And we have a great mobile app that you can get on your phone. And you can listen to us live anywhere in the world. I know there are people who listen to us in Florida and Texas and California and sometimes even call into the show. And so um, wherever you're at in the world, go on to your, your mobile phone or your tablet and get that app just in the App Store. Type in Grace FM and it'll come right up and you can listen live wherever you're at. And also, you know, if you're at a browser, a browser on your phone or on your laptop, then just go to gracefm.com and you can pull it up and you can click that button in the top left corner that says listen live or listen now and you can listen to us uh, wherever you are over the internet. So uh, however you've tuned in today, welcome to the program. 
We're so glad that you have tuned in. Give us your calls and your questions, your text messages, uh, with your questions about the Bible or things going on in your life. Uh, we'd love to pray for you and talk with you. And just a few words before we, we've already got a couple callers now, but just a few words before we get to them about myself. I am your host every Monday here on Calvary Live, and I'm filling in today for Pastor Eric Cartier of Rocky Mountain Calvary and down in Colorado Springs. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church up here in northern Colorado, in Longmont, Colorado. And I just take the opportunity now uh, to invite those of you who are in the Longmont, Colorado area. Maybe you're looking for a church, or maybe you're not in this area, but you know someone who lives here. We'd love for you to send them our way, and we'd love to get to minister to them. God's doing some great things at our church, and we're excited about it. It's just a time of health and growth at Whitefields, and we'd love for you to be a part of it as well. So we meet at 700 Longs Peak Avenue in downtown Longmont, uh, right on the, it's the north west corner of Longs Peak Avenue and Kaufman Streets. Northwest corner of Longs Peak and Kaufman, downtown Longmont. We're one block west of Main Street on Longs Peak Avenue in the St. Vrain Memorial Building, which is a historical building down here, which is right on the edge of Roosevelt Park, which is our city park here in Longmont. And so whether you're in Longmont or whether you're in any of the surrounding communities, you know, from Berthet or the, or the Carbon Valley, like Mead, Frederick, Firestone, Decono, or into Erie, Lafayette, um, North Boulder, Gun Barrel, Niwot, Lyons, any of these surrounding towns, we'd love for you also to come and visit us. And if you need directions, check them out online. Whitefieldschurch.com is the website. And you can go on there, listen to past messages uh, from our church. We're currently studying through Romans, and we're really excited about that. God's been teaching us a lot and reminding us of some great truths on Sunday morning. So it's Sunday morning at 10 a.m., downtown Longmont, 700 Longs Peak Avenue. St. Vrain Memorial Building. Check us out online, whitefieldschurch.com. Let's go to Bobby in Aurora, Colorado. Hi, Bobby. Hi, how are you? Doing well. What's up? Well, I um, I struggle. I struggle. I uh, First off, I'll say I love the Lord, and I just recently got baptized last November. Mm-hmm. And it was just the most wonderful, wonderful experience and, and, and sign-up commitment I could have ever put myself through because I'm, I'm just, I just love the Lord so much and I'm very new at Christianity in itself. But, um, the thing is I struggle with alcoholism and mm. I feel that, that, um, I just ask myself and I, I pray a lot and I'm like, I wonder if the Lord forgives me. Yeah. Um, because it's not like, I mean, I said, I'm sorry, I please forgive me. And, and I prayed about it and, it's it's ruining my relationship. It's running. It's it's hurting my work performance at work. It's it's it, everything's falling apart. And I just I try so hard and I pray very hard and I can't I can't seem to get past it. And I just want to know. I mean, you know, is is the Lord still there for me? Yeah, Bobby. I just want to encourage you that of course the Lord is still there for you. Yes, he forgives you. Yes, he's extremely patient with us. You know, that's one of the things that God said about his own character in Exodus chapter 34 when he told Moses, he told Moses that he would show him his glory. And the way that he showed him his glory wasn't just in bright shining lights, but the way that he introduced his glory is he said, here's who I am. This is my name. And he said that he is steadfast. uh, He has steadfast love and he is long suffering, which is a kind of older English word for patience, but I think it's a much better word in a way because it's very descriptive. 
if you've ever had to be patient with somebody, you know that sometimes it feels like suffering. And so mm -hmm. God says about himself that he is long-suffering and he is abounding in mercy. And, uh, and I just want you to know that's, a, that's at the heart of God's character. And there's, a, there's two very different messages for two di very different people, even in that, that place there in Exodus 34 where God reveals his character. On the one hand, he says, you know, he's abounding in mercy and he's steadfast in love and he is long-suffering. But on the other hand, he also says that he, he will bring justice upon those who, who sin. But right. here's, here's what I want you to understand is that it very much matters. You know, he, he's speaking to people who are at different places in, in relation to him. And so, you know, you have people who are struggling like yourself so much wanting to to be free from something like alcoholism or whatever it is that's got you in bondage you're wanting to be free you're striving you're pursuing the lord and, and on the other hand though you have other people who you know are kind of kind of stubborn about their sin hard-hearted they don't really care and to those people that those people need to hear the stark warning that if you don't turn from this that you will receive judgment. On the other hand, a person like you, you know, I, I hear in your voice, the Bible talks about how he won't snuff out a smoldering wick, you know, just barely hanging on. He's not going to snuff you out. He's not going to break a bruised reed. And I just want to encourage you that the Lord is patient with you. That he's for, he, Here's the thing. His love for you doesn't depend on your performance. It, perf it depends on Jesus's performance. And his performance was perfect and it was complete. And he gives you that righteousness by faith. And one of the most helpful phrases I heard was something I read in a book and then I heard at a conference this past summer. But it was this guy named Daniel M. He's a Korean guy. His last name is I.M. So he had a great book. And his one of the things that he said was that um, discipleship is a direction. It's not a destination. It's a direction. The destination is when we get to heaven, right? So there is a destination, right. but it's not like you just take four classes, you get baptized, and then, you know, you can check that off and you can get on with other things or hobbies in your life. Discipleship right. is an ongoing direction. And, you know, one of the things that he mentioned and that I think about a lot is that he says, you know, Jesus ministered to these people who were who were sinners, right? And he, he was kind to them and they, they received his ministry Whereas other people who were who were proud didn't, even though they might have been um, better off morally. And and you know you think about a person like he he's got this woman at the well in John chapter four. He meets her and you know she's been in and out of marriages. You know she's been married a whole bunch of times and she's living with somebody right. she's not married to. And and then she goes off into town. She realizes Jesus is somebody special. She goes off into town and starts telling everybody that she met Jesus and that he's the Messiah. And then on the other hand, you meet somebody like a Pharisee, you know, who just opposes Jesus and very stubborn, very self-righteous. And you wonder, okay, so who is actually the disciple in this case? Well, the disciple right. is the one who is following after Jesus. They might be stumbling sometimes. They might be on that path, but they're following him. Whereas the, the, you know, the not a disciple person is a person who's not moving. They're not following him. And so I would just encourage you in that sense that remember discipleship is a destination. Or I'm sorry, it's a, it's a direction, not a destination. But here's okay. the thing, you know, Bobby, I can hear in your voice that it's not like you're, um, you're enjoying, you know, struggling with alcoholism. Sounds like you hate it. 
and uh, you, you desire to be set free. And so I just want to encourage you to do everything that you can to be set free because not only is this going, I mean, as you can see, it is, it is affecting your relationship with God. And mm-hmm. uh, I want you to be free from it, both for that reason and because, you know, like you said, it's ruining your relationships. You know, one of the, one of the most helpful things I ever heard somebody say was that sin isn't bad because it's forbidden. Sin is forbidden because it's bad and God loves us and he doesn't want us to do things that are going to mess up our lives and hurt us. What, what right. were you going to say there, Bobby? I just, you know, I, I just feel for, you know, my boyfriend who's, who's been patient and, and he, he loves the Lord too. And, you know, with that, that pending, um, that pending, um, we were engaged and now it's kind of been put on hold because, you know, I think that, you know, for him, he, he, he wants to make sure that he's, you know, following the Lord and he loves God and, and he wants the best for me and he's not sure that, that I do. And, you know, I just want the Lord to kind of come into our lives and, and, and if that's his will, you know, for us to, you know, to make our relationship work, then, then we can pray about that, you know, as well as my, um, me wanting to be delivered completely from this. Yeah. And you know, that's the other thing I got to tell you is that while God forgives us from our sins, oftentimes our sins have repercussions that we still have to deal with, even though we are forgiven by God. Even though, you know, God gives us righteousness as a gift, we still have to deal with the repercussions of our decisions. And so I'm just going to pray for you. But, Bobby, I really want you to, um, I want to encourage you to go out and um, and get as much help as you can. Get support. Um, you know, Calvary mm-hmm. Aurora... You're in Aurora, I see, and Calvary Aurora has a, a support group, and I'm going to ask our, our. Oh, you go to that's, it. I I've been there actually. Great, um, keep you know, going. I have been I've been there, and I stopped going um, in the recent past. And I, I probably should get my you know get myself back in there again. But yeah, um, yeah I, I I love that that program, and they are a very supportive group. Yeah, I'm going to ask our producer here to tell me the name of that program and maybe some information for some of our other listeners. But, Bobby, I want to encourage you. get It's called The Most Excellent Way. It meets Tuesdays yep. and Friday nights at Calvary Aurora. So maybe there's somebody else listening right now, and this is a resource that you need to take advantage of as well. Most Excellent okay. Way down at Calvary Aurora, Tuesday and Friday nights. And um, okay. that, yeah, but, Bobby, I'm going to encourage you get some help, get some accountability. Get, you know, and, and I would just encourage you, you know, Jesus said we got to deal with these things radically. You know, he said if it, if it means cutting off your hand, I mean, go to that extent. Now, I don't actually think that, that he meant that to do that literally. But right. I, I want to just tell you, he's saying go to extremes. And so, if Bobby, if that means that you got to go into a program, then go into a program. If it means that you need some accountability partner, do whatever it takes because you want to be set free from that. You don't want to be in bondage to anything. And, and I believe that God wants to set you free as well. So let me pray for you, and then I need to let you go. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. So Heavenly Father, thank you for Bobby. I thank you for this program uh, and, and programs like it, um, this Most Excellent Way program and other uh, recovery programs. Lord, I pray for Bobby, Lord, that she would truly experience the liberation of the children of God, like, like your word says, and that she would be set free from bondage to addiction, 
bondage to alcoholism and all of its destructive effects that even she witnesses in her own life. And, and I just feel for her kind of like the Apostle Paul who says, I, the, the things I hate, I keep doing them and I don't want to. I want to live for the Lord, but I keep doing these things I hate. And he says at the end of that, he says, who will set me free? Thanks be to God through Christ Jesus our Lord. And I pray that that would be uh, the place that Bobby gets to as well, that she would truly experience freedom and liberty and joy uh, free from the bondage of addiction. And, and Lord, I pray that you would empower her by your spirit. And I pray that she would also deal drastically with it as well, that she would be free. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank God you, bless Pastor. you, Bobby. All right, bye-bye. Be blessed as well. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts on the air. This is a show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible and uh, other things going on in your life, prayer requests, things like that. Give us a call, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Marco in Aurora, Colorado. Hi, Marco. Welcome to the program. Hello. Thanks for having me. I just have a quick question. I know the New Testament has a lot to say about demons. We know about angels. Satan and a third of the angels fell from heaven. Mm -hmm. But the Bible doesn't tell us about the origin of demons. We know that angels were created. What are the origins of demons? Yeah, so I don't see any difference between the Third, fall, third of the angels who fell and became fallen angels and demons. I believe those are the same thing. Well, um, angels, from my study, they don't need to inhabit a body for them Correct. to act out their personality. But okay. demons do. Um, we see that Jesus casting out the demons. We don't ever, nor do you read in the scriptures, where angels were cast out. We know that uh, Satan and his angelic host are just that. They are created angels, and there, there is a difference between angels, the fallen angels, if we can use that term, I prefer rebellious angels that were dismissed from heaven, and demons. Uh, there's a distinct difference, and the Bible always outlines uh, that difference or distinguishes that difference between angels and demons. Mm -hmm. I've read some things concerning the origins, but I can't find anything in the in the scriptures concerning that. And uh, I was hoping that maybe you can answer that. But there is a distinct difference. Yeah, and I guess I don't agree with you in that there is a difference. And um, you know, I'm looking at some passages right now, and you know, here's for example, it says hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. That's what Jesus says in Matthew 25 verse 41, and you know, he refers to the devil and his angels. And by Jesus, you know, by using the possessive word there, he makes it clear that these angels belong to Satan. That we see an end time angelic battle between uh, Michael and his angels and the devil and his angels in Revelation chapter 12, um, and so. Yeah, I guess I just because we sometimes see demons inhabiting people uh, does not necessarily mean that they must always inhabit people. So I, that's where, um, you know, I really don't see any difference between fallen angels and demons as I'm looking at the scriptures. Okay, well, thank you very much. Okay, God bless you. Take care. 
You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts on the air today. We've got all open lines. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or text us at 720-336-0897. Again, the text line 720-336-0897. And... Again, we've got all open lines, so now would be a great time to call in if there's been something that you've been wanting to ask or something you've been wanting to talk about or receive prayer for. We'd love to hear from you. So we got a little more information. For those of you who might be interested in the Most Excellent Way uh, Addiction Recovery Program at Calvary, uh, at Calvary Aurora, that is on Tuesdays and Friday nights at 7 p.m. And if you want more information... Call 303-628-7200. So 303-628-7200. For more information about that Most Excellent Way program, uh, Addiction Recovery, Tuesday and Friday nights at Calvary Aurora, 7 p.m. The address there is um, 18900. I'm not actually sure. Wow, that's a lot of numbers. 18900, is that how you guys say it? Uh, East Hamden Avenue. So 18900. East Hampton Avenue in Southeast Aurora over at Calvary Aurora. So go ahead and check them out. That's a great resource for those of you who are down in that part of town. Again, my name is uh, Pastor Nick Katie. I'm from Whitefields Community Church. We um, see we got one question here that asks, what Bible reading style do you recommend to get through the Bible in a year? I can tell you what I do, and uh, I've, it's been really helpful for me, and that's because I look at my phone a lot. Um, I know my wife doesn't like that, but I, I do. But, I, you know, it's a, it's a great tool. And so I use the Version Bible app, and they have some great reading programs, and I use the chronological one. I don't necessarily think that that is, um, you know, the only way to go. I think, you know, the chronological one means that it puts uh, – what is believed to be the chronological order of the Bible. And it'll give you, you know, so like it'll start with the book of uh, Job as opposed to starting with Genesis. And it'll go and it'll give you the Old Testament. You know, the cool part is that it mixes the Psalms uh, with the the Psalms with the events like in the life of David. And then it'll mix some other things together too that are really cool. Like it'll mix together the prophets together with um, like like post-exile, right? So you're talking about like Nehemiah and Ezra, and it'll mix in the prophets and with the times when they prophesied. And uh, and so that's pretty cool. And kings together with the prophets and when they prophesied. So that's all um, really helpful. And then when you get to the life of Jesus, you know, it tries to put it in, you know, you'll be reading multiple gospels on any given day. It'll give you the, the chapters to read. And, you know, it's about, 15 to 20 minutes a day of reading and you get through the Bible in a year and you can go a little faster if you need to or you can catch up if you miss a few days and so um, that's what I do. I use the Version Bible app and I use their Through the Bible in a year program. I use the chronological one and sometimes I find myself actually reading it in my paper Bible um, just because I, I do actually prefer that but it is nice to have the, the plan on my phone which is always with me so that's what I do. Thanks for that question. And you are listening to Calvary Live. Give us a call, 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or text us at 
1-800-273-8597. Hey, let me tell you about another cool thing that's coming up. Um, I and a group of pastor friends of mine from around the country and even outside of this country, uh, some of them, we have been involved in this endeavor called the Expositors Collective. And we've done two events this year, and we've got a third one coming up uh, in the end of November and early December. So November 30th and December 1st, we're going to have our next Expositors Collective gathering. So the Expositors Collective, for those of you who, who are just hearing about it for the first time, it is an endeavor with some some pastors, some experienced pastors who just have a heart to reach out to to help and to train young people, men and women, who have a desire to teach the scriptures. And our desires that we hold these intensive conferences, and they're not really your, your old style of conference where it's just a lot of, you know, listen to this speaker, now listen to this speaker, now listen to this speaker. But rather, we get into groups, maximum six people, and each group has a mentor, and there's a really big mentoring aspect to this. And during the course of this 24-hour conference, you know, you'll have the opportunity to write a sermon, and a 10-minute sermon, and then have it critiqued. And you'll be given the tools for how to do that, walk through it from people who've been doing it for decades. And um, it's just a great... Um, great ministry and we've seen a lot of fruit from it so our first meeting was in march in southern california and then we had another one in july here in colorado and our third one is coming up in the southeast so it's going to be in florida in bradenton florida which is just south of tampa and it's going to be november 30th through december 1st and so if that's something that you would be interested in wherever you're at you know this these are regional gatherings and so a lot of people fly in you know at the one in colorado we had people who flew in from uh from new york city and new jersey we had people who flew in from florida and from california and las vegas and so these are that that is kind of the um the feel of this so even if you're in colorado maybe you missed the last expositors collective and you wanted to go but it didn't work out we'd love to have you join us in bradenton florida november 30th and december 1st if you want more information or to sign up go to expositorscollective.com. So that's expositorscollective.com, and you can get all that information you need on there. So again, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church. Give us a call, 303-690-3000, or text us at 720-336-0897. We have one text message that just came in. It asks, are all Calvary churches the same in their beliefs? So, uh, yes, in one sense, I, I, I guess I would put it this way. Um, Calvary Chapels is a, what I assume you're referring to here. And, and, you know, this radio station is run by Calvary Chapel of Aurora. Now, here's the thing about Calvary Chapel. They're all independent churches, but it's an association of independent churches. And so to belong to it, yeah, there is a doctrinal uh, beliefs, you know, kind of core doctrinal beliefs. But what they try to do is they try to not major on the minors, right? So they have some core doctrinal beliefs that um, that are really important. And they say, hey, if you want to call your church Calvary Chapel, then um, these are the things that we believe as Calvary Chapel. And if you don't believe them, well, then I'm sure there's probably another network of churches that you can join. Um, but here's the things that Calvary Chapels believe. But what I like about the way Calvary Chapel approaches it is that they try to, you know, make those primary things you know, unity in the in the primary things, like the core doctrines of Christianity. Like, if you don't agree on these things, not only should you not be in our group, but maybe you're not a Christian, right? Like, and and then there are secondary things 
where there's a lot of liberty. So from one Calvary Chapel to another, there might be a very different feel. There might be some different emphases. Um, but in the core doctrines of Christianity, things like, is the Bible inerrant? Yes, we believe the Bible is inerrant. We believe that Jesus is the only Savior, that Jesus is God. We believe in the Trinity, and uh, we believe in the second coming of Christ. And so there are all these things which are absolutely unified, but uh, they're, they're pretty pretty core Christian beliefs. And so we try to say this, that we want people to come together and and be Christians together, and we'll work out the secondary stuff we can work out as family together. So I hope that answers your question. Uh, I think you'll definitely find some variation between different Calvary chapels, but um, but in the core doctrines, they're going to be the same. So you're listening to Calvary Live. We are coming up on our one-minute break. We have uh, about 45 seconds to our break. The number to call, 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or text us at 720-336-0897. Call during the break. We'll get you on right after the break. We have all open lines right now. 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live. And we'll be right back in two minutes' time. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air today. We have one open line. If you'd like to call in, the number is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or text us at 720-336-0897. Before we go to our callers, I just want to take the opportunity to invite those of you who are in this northern Colorado, Boulder County area, uh, you know, southeast Weld County, southern Larimer County here in Colorado to come and join us this Sunday at Whitefields Community Church here in Longmont, Colorado. For more directions, information, find out who we are, listen to maybe some of our past messages, you can get all that good stuff, check us out online at whitefieldschurch.com. That's whitefieldschurch.com. We'd love to have you join us. This coming Sunday, we are going to be continuing our study through the book of Romans. We study through it uh, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and we're going to be looking at Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 21 which is all about how the gospel transforms our relationships. First of all, it transforms the way that we think about ourselves. And secondly, it transforms the way that we think about those people we consider friends. But it also uh, transforms the way we think about our enemies. And so lo- looking forward to going through this. What I love about it is that, you know, it's it's not just telling us here's what to do to live better. It's not just, hey, here's some tips and strategies for having your best life. It's actually a completely transformed way to live. It starts on the inside and works its way out because it's all about the gospel and how the gospel changes our lives. So I can't wait to preach this message this Sunday and to share the things that I've been learning. Love to have you join us. Check us out online for directions and more information, whitefieldschurch.com. We're right here in downtown Longmont, so we meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Let's go to Rita in Aurora, Colorado. Hi, Rita. Welcome to the program. Hi. Thank you for taking my call, Pastor. I am wondering, I was listening today to, I think it was Gino Geraci, talking about 
um, Satan deceiving Eve. Mm-hmm. And as God has made the man the head of the family, I was wondering what your thoughts would be had Adam not followed what Eve did. Would That's we a, be in the situation that we're in? It's a really interesting question because essentially, yeah, I guess you're asking, what if Eve sinned, but then Adam was like, hey, what are you doing? Or doing? You're not supposed to do that. And Absolutely. he didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, no. Okay, so all we can do is speculate. So I'll just say that as kind of a, a caution before right. I start talking is that this is pure speculation. But I think, you know, I'm going to do my best to do informed and biblical speculation. And so here's here's what I can give you. I believe that, Yes, so Adam is what we call a federal head, just as Jesus is a federal head. Now, think about, I hope that doesn't sound too abstract, that term, because like federal, think about it like we have a federal government, and the federal government oversees all of the individual governments, right? And so it's just a higher level. And so in that sense, that when we talk about Adam being a federal head, what that means is that he was a representative. And the best way to understand this is through the story of, um, it's actually through the story of, um, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting, it's David and Goliath. This is the best, one of the best examples we have in the Bible of this. You know, a lot of times when you hear the story of David and Goliath taught in churches, um, you know, it's really taught a lot, kind of in a, kind of in a way that says, hey, I'm David and the big problem in my life is Goliath. I'm not saying that's always wrong, but I do think it is missing the point of the story because that's really not the point of the story. The point of the story and the way that it points to Jesus is that just it's this idea of representative warfare, which is something that was practiced in the ancient world. And the reason it was practiced is because, you know, hand-to-hand warfare is very brutal and bloody and lots of people get hurt. And so they would instead practice representative warfare, which is exactly what we see in 1 Samuel 17, which is David and Goliath, is that each side chooses a representative. It's their champion. We still do this today when it comes to the Olympics, right? Like we choose one person to represent us in the 200 meters in the Olympics because uh, the rest of us can't do as well as that person. That is the best person we have. We put that person forward. And if they fail, then we fail as a nation. If um, if they succeed, then we succeeded as a nation. That's why we talk about how our nation got a medal, not how just that person got a medal. And so, right. long and short of this, I do actually believe that if Adam had said, hey, hang on, I'm not going to do what Eve did, I think that sin would not have uh, gone into the world in the way that it has. I don't think that we would be under the curse in the way that we are because he was our representative and our federal head. And I think that um, Eve's sin would have been then uh, somehow covered by God, but that the federal head would not have sinned. So I don't think that we'd be in the mess that we are in if Adam had not sinned. Wow. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Great question, Rita. God bless you. All right, you're God listening. Bless you. you have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. Two open lines. Give us a call. 303-690-3000. Or text us 720-336-0897. This is a show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible or your prayer requests. We'd love to hear from you and talk with you. Let's go to Dan in Fort Collins, Colorado. Hi, Dan. Welcome to the program. 
Dan. Hey, Nick. How are you? There you are. I'm doing great. What's up? I had a question on Hebrews uh, 6, 4 through 8. Okay. And uh, my question is, you know, I, I always come to that verse, and I, I just, uh, it always causes me to pause and consider whether you can lose your salvation or who he's speaking to exactly in that, in that verse. Yep. So, you know, it's, I had a caller earlier at the beginning of the show, and I don't know if you heard it or not, but she was asking, oh, you know, d- does God forgive us if we are in sin, you know, mm-hmm. even after we've become saved? And uh, I, I talked to her a little bit about that. I think it's really important to remember two things when we approach this passage. And I'm really glad you asked this question because I have a text message from Amy in Firestone, Colorado, asking essentially the same question. Can you lose your salvation because Hebrews 6 and 10 both of those uh, seem to indicate that you can. And so I'll just preface it by saying this. Let's keep in mind who the author's writing to. And, um, and, and let's keep that in mind as to why he says what he says. And so just a little context on who he's writing to. These were Christians of Hebrew nationality, who Jewish nationality, but they had become Christians. And yet because of the pressure in their society from other Jewish people, they were considering giving up on Christianity, going back to Judaism so that they wouldn't have to deal with the kind of persecution they were receiving in their Jewish community. And this writer is writing to them to say, hey, if you do that, if you turn away from Jesus, there is no salvation apart from him. So, you know, understand what you're getting into if you turn away from Jesus. It's just this, it's meant to be a stark warning. Okay, so, so that kept in mind. I, I just taught this passage, I guess it was a, almost a year ago that I taught it in our church, and I actually ended up really enjoying teaching this passage. So I just want to uh, read it for our listeners, and then I'll explain it. Here's what it says. So Hebrews chapter 6, with that background of what it's talking about. And it says, um, verse 4, It is impossible in the case of those who have been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, and have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the age to come and then have fallen away to restore them again to repentance since they are crucifying once again the Son of God to their own harm and holding him in contempt. And um, and then it goes on and it, it talks about um, some, just kind of gives some examples of this, some metaphors. Okay, so um, here's... Here's what it's talking about. So let's think about this person he's describing. They've been once enlightened. They tasted the heavenly gift. They shared in the Holy Spirit. They've tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the age to come. If I were to have those things written down as a list and I looked at a person, I would be like, man, you have those qualifications. Not only would I conclude that you're probably a Christian, I would be like, hey, you're probably a candidate to like be an elder or pastor in a church. Like, this is pretty good stuff there. Yeah. And so from and, and here's what I want you to see. From every outward appearance, this person appears to be a Christian, and yeah. yet they have fallen away. Okay. And so it gets to this question of did this person there's three options here. Number one, they were never a Christian to begin with. They only appeared to be a Christian. Option number two is that they um, they were a Christian and they lost their salvation. And number three is that they became apostate. So I guess number two and number three are related. Um, here's, here's the reason I don't like to use the term 
um, lose your salvation because it sounds like it is a passive thing, right? Like I lose my keys, I lose my hat, I lose my wallet and I lose my salvation. Like, oops, I didn't mean to, but now I lost it on accident, right? Uh, so that's why I don't like that phrase. It just, it's, I think it's misleading. On the other hand, I think that the other phrase can also be um, maybe not incorrect, but misleading as well, which is that, you know, this idea of once saved, always saved. It's that idea that you tick the box and then you're good for the rest of your life and you don't have to think about it again. And what the Bible says that salvation is, has three aspects, a past, present, and future. So we have been saved, we are being saved currently, and we will be saved in the future. And so it's a deed that is done. Jesus said it's finished. It's also something that I'm experiencing now. I am being saved right now. And I will, the fullness of my salvation is something that come in the future. And furthermore, it talks about the perseverance of the saints in the Bible, right? That those who are saved will persevere. So my take on Hebrews 6 personally is that it's a warning that it is possible from all outward appearances to appear to have been a Christian and yet you turn away in my opinion personally I don't think that a person who is truly saved will ever turn away I think that a person who is saved will continue to walk with God um, for the rest of their life if somebody doesn't in my opinion it's an indication that perhaps they were never saved so that's my take on it I, I, I don't think it's a passive thing I think there's also an aspect of this where you could say, you know, from an apostasy standpoint, like a person knowingly just saying, um, I am going to jump ship and I'm out of here. I, I think that's more of what it's uh, referring to. And it is saying, hey, if you turn away from Jesus, there is no way to be saved apart from him. Sure. So you, you don't think that it's speaking to a believer who's received the Holy Spirit and has had the Holy Spirit working in his life and then has fallen maybe to sin or continually struggling with uh, you know, a particular sin or something of that nature. Yeah, that's correct. That is what I think. And I'll tell you why a little bit. It says, uh, once enlightened, it says tasted the heavenly gift. That word tasted, lots of discussion on that. You know, Does it mean that they received it? Or does it mean that they tasted it, right? Like you got close to it, you tasted it, you took a nibble of it, but you didn't truly have it. And so that, that's part of it. They shared in the Holy Spirit, but did they have the Holy Spirit in fullness? Now, I realize that is a little bit of uh, splitting hairs and guessing, but I think that either way you go on this uh, discussion, you have to do a little bit of that. Thank you. It's very insightful. I appreciate your, uh, your time and, and for being there. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate your call. All right. God bless you. God All right. Bye-bye. You. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts on the air today. Just one last uh, comment on that discussion with Dan is that, um, you know, one thing that makes it very clear in the Bible is that um, we must persevere. I do believe that it says that we will persevere if we are true believers. Um, and so, you know, this is one of those things where it's like from our perspective, it seems that God is God would tell us do everything, you know, persevere, follow Jesus. On the other hand, to the person who's struggling, he gives the 
the help that, hey, if you are mine, then I won't let you go. So hope that answers your question. Uh, let's go to Chris in Aurora, Colorado. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the program. Hi, Nick. Uh, I called a couple of days ago, um, but our, our conversation was pretty brief. Sure. And uh, I just had a couple more questions because the show was ending. So I just I, I had a couple more questions that I wanted to ask you because it sounds like you have quite a bit of experience in this. And I'm not sure if you remember me, but I do. I, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, so we talked about your Muslim neighbors, and you wanted to give them gifts and visit them. Yeah. And so the the meeting is to or it's it's going. It, it was it was interesting. Like I called. The, the the lady gave me her husband's number and I and I called him to today um, and um, he, he he sounded very very nice he was he was very friendly um, but he said what he said was is it, I'll, I'm gonna I, I proposed a time and then and then uh, he he said uh, um, I'll, I'll if I don't call you then it's on if, if I do call you then there's some kind of thing I'm like okay because um, he said he was going to talk to his wife about it and then um, and so I told him like yeah like I, I just wanted to bring you guys a gift welcome you to the neighborhood and like you know um, maybe get to know you a little bit and he said yeah that, that's cool and so I um, I uh, but so my my, my I'm kind of nervous, you know, because yeah. I've never really done anything like this before, and and um, you know, I I remember most of what we talked about last time, but I guess I had a couple more questions, and the the, the main one is just how, like, and I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let the Holy Spirit lead it, and I'm and I'm gonna hope hopefully I can just trust in God that He'll give me the words to say, and all that stuff. But I don't know, like, in your opinion, how how do you 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 said something about making it known that I'm a Christian. I mean, I I want I just want I, I just honestly I just want to love on him and just yeah. and just get to know him and like you know so, just so be Chris, a good neighbor. Me, uh, you know. Let me let me interrupt you for a second here. Um, so here's what I would suggest. Um, I saw that you wrote in the notes here uh, gifts to give ideas for gifts to give. I'd recommend uh, maybe not um, starting with you know, giving them a Bible or something like that. Although you could, I don't think you're going to do any, you know, it sounds like you, you're just wanting to be kind. I think they're really going to appreciate your kindness, you know, because what we talked about the other day is that there's so many people in our society right now who are um, afraid of Muslims, demonizing them and things like that. And uh, the fact that you are being friendly to them is, you know, it's obviously a contrast to that. And so I think that just by going over there and meeting with them, and spending time with them, what you're doing is you're building a bridge. And I read this thing this week. I love this phrase. Check this out. This person said, relationship is the bridge that truth travels over. Relationship is the bridge that truth travels over. So what you're doing, Chris, is you're making a bridge with these people. And you're making a bridge so that at some point, whether it's today or whether it's some point in the future, you're going to be able to share with them the good news of Jesus. Now, there is an urgency to that. But on the other hand, uh, you can't just, you know, walk around with a bullhorn. You're probably not going to be very effective just walking around with a bullhorn, as you will be if you um, go and you make some relationships. You know, I mentioned my experience with Muslims was that we we uh, ministered in Hungary for t over 10 years with my wife, and we did a lot of ministry for years in refugee camps with um, a lot of Muslim people. And, you know, different cultures, especially the further east you go, there's a lot less automatic trust than there is here in the West in some ways, right? So you have to earn people's trust. You have to earn the right to be listened to. 
And I would just encourage you to uh, earn that right to be for them to listen to you um, by going over there and being loving, exactly what you're saying to do. Now, I don't think it's bad to, you know, somehow if it comes up or if there's an easy way, say, hey, you know, uh, I'm a Christian and because because of my Christian faith, um, it makes me just want to, you know, love my neighbor because Jesus told me to love my neighbor as myself and you're my neighbor, you're my literal neighbor and I am here loving you, you know, in obedience to Jesus, especially, you know, if they're practicing Muslims, first of all, they will they will respect that. Um, and secondly, they already have a positive view of Jesus. Now, they may not like Christians necessarily, but they have a positive view of Jesus. And so if you tell them, hey, I'm a follower of Jesus, I'm a Christian, and uh, you know, Jesus said to do this, and that's why uh, I wanted to reach out to you in case they're wondering, hey, what, what's, why is this guy across the street showing so much interest in us? You know, that, that might be a reason for you to explain why you're interested in knowing them. So I hope that helps, Chris. Uh, definitely, it definitely, definitely helps. And then, so uh, one more thing, because you do have a lot of experience with this. Like, would would like like I know that I, they don't eat pork, right? I know that much, right? Correct. That's correct. Right. So, like, what would be like a good gift? To eat? I mean, have you ever like given food to a Muslim, and you know, like I don't know, like a dessert or something like yeah, that? Yeah, they love des- they love desserts. You know, I mean, I mean, I'm not sure that these particular people love desserts, but uh, you know, right. uh, Muslim people in general, um, different cultures, different countries, they tend to eat a lot of a lot of sweet things, and they like them. But you know, they're also going to appreciate. I think they're going to appreciate the gesture. But yes, keep in mind yeah. they don't eat they don't eat pork. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool, man. God bless you. All Thank right. you. Bye bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Katie taking your calls and texts on the air. We had a text message come in asking, uh, "What are the ages for the Expositors Collective Conference?" Yeah. Thank you for asking that because I did forget to mention that on the air. The ages are 18 through 34. So it's specifically aiming at and targeting people who are in that age group, 18 to 34. And I see this texture just wrote me back a sad face emoji, which I assume means that you are outside of that age group. Hey, you know what? If you're 35, then, uh, then text me back and we'll make it possible for you to come. If you're outside of that, I'll tell you, there are a few other things that we're doing. Um, here at our church, we do a school of ministry and a lot of the same material that we do at that Expositors Collective, we do in our our class here at Whitefields called Christocentricity. We're going to run that again in January or February of this coming year. So text me back if you're interested in that, um, and then I'll get you information on that and other school of ministry classes that we offer here at our Whitefields School of Ministry. Uh, the number to text is 720-336-0897. Um, and uh, so we got one more caller. We're coming up on the end of the show. The number to call, maybe if we have more time after that, you could still get one more in, is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 or text us, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Stephen in Parker, Colorado. Hi, Stephen. Welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Nick. This is Stephen. I greet you. Greetings. Yes, yeah, so... Yeah, I was actually driving, and I was moved by my sister, the first caller. I don't remember the name, but she is struggling with addiction, alcohol. And mm-hmm. so I have to pack my car and listen to the program. And this is my first time of calling, you know. Uh, God delivered me from addiction, alcohol in 2012. And ever That's since, I've never touched liquor. My life has never been the same. And I want to encourage my dear sister that God still delivers. He is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
What happened to me was incredible. I was banned for nine years, alcoholic, morning, afternoon, evening, drinking, crazy. It ruined my life, my career. And where there were, I thought I was about to die, I felt hopeless. That is why Jesus came to my rescue in 2012, and mm. he transformed me. He gave me a brand new heart. So God spoke to me that year that he has called me to be an intercessor. And so I just want to just pray, intercede on my sister's behalf, because I hate the devil messing up the children of God. God created us in his own image. And when I read the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 11, the Bible says, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they yes. did not love their life to the death. Stephen, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt you real quick. I, uh, I thank you so much for calling in and sharing your testimony. And praise the Lord that you're clean since 2012. And I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and pray for uh, our sister who called earlier, and for anybody else who's listening who's struggling with addiction to alcohol or any other substance, or or, or even beyond that to other things that people are addicted with. Um, and let's just pray, and you can join me in praying for um, those who are um, who are struggling in these areas that God would um, set them free. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for Stephen. Thank you for the work you've done in his life and that you've called him into ministry. And Lord, we pray for um, our sister who called earlier. We pray for anyone else who's listening to the program. Lord, that truly you would set them free in Jesus' name from the addictions that they're struggling with, whether that's addiction to substances, alcohol, drugs, or whether it's something like pornography or other addictive behaviors. I see we have a text message from someone calling or someone texting in asking for God to help them to be set free from obsessive compulsive disorder. Lord, that is another bondage that we ask you to set uh, our brothers and sisters free from. Lord, we pray that in you they would take hold of and walk in the freedom of the yeah. children of God. Um, and we pray, Lord, that you would bring people around them to support them in that. We pray, Lord, that uh, you would bind Satan in the way that he's twisting people's lives. And, Lord, that you would be glorified. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Stephen. God bless you. God bless you, Pastor Nick. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts on the air today. We've got five minutes left in the program. Let's go to one of our text questions that has come in. Uh, someone asked me, can you give me an example of when I'm in the Holy Spirit? When I'm in the Holy Spirit. Okay, a few things. Um few things here. Um, the Bible tells us this, that if we are believers, if we have put our faith in Jesus, if we've embraced the gospel, if we've stopped trusting in ourselves for salvation and began trusting wholly in Jesus for our salvation, and when that happens, not only um, does God forgive us of our sins, not only are we redeemed, but he does something even beyond that. Uh, he adopts us into his family, but even beyond that, he gives us his Holy Spirit inside of us to be our helper, to help us live this new life and empower us to live this new life that he's given us. So the question, is the Holy Spirit in you? How do you know if the Holy Spirit's in you? Well, if you are a believer in Jesus, Ephesians chapter 1 tells us that he has given us his Holy Spirit as a seal. So if you're a Christian, and, and Romans chapter 8, it says that, um, it says that, if you don't have the Spirit, then you don't belong to Jesus. And if you do belong to Jesus, therefore, then you do have the Spirit. And so if you're a believer, then the Holy Spirit is inside of you. 
But then there's this whole idea of walking in the Holy Spirit. And the New Testament uses this phrase, walking in the Holy Spirit. So walking is a phrase that's used throughout the Bible. It's a word picture that's used all the way from Genesis and Adam. Noah says that Noah walked with God. Enoch walked with God. And so Abraham walked with God. And it's this idea of relationship and an ongoing dynamic relationship that you have. So so what does that mean? Ongoing dynamic relationship with the Holy Spirit in which the Holy Spirit is the controlling force in your life. So Ephesians chapter 5 says, do not be filled with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled instead with the Holy Spirit. And so that's the idea is that this relationship that we have with the Holy Spirit is in which the Holy Spirit is leading us, guiding us. There's a dynamic. We're dependent on the Holy Spirit for the power and the direction uh, and the help that we need. So how do you know when you're in the Holy Spirit? Well, I'll give you a few examples. That when, you're, when you're walking in the Holy Spirit, you're going to be producing the fruits of the Holy Spirit. They're found in Galatians 5 gives us a list of some of the fruits of the Spirit. It says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So if you're exuding those things, that's, that's fruit of the fact that you're abiding in the Spirit, walking in the Spirit. And that's what he says in verse 25 of that same chapter, Galatians 5. He says, if we live by the Spirit, let us also walk in step with the Spirit. It says, let us not become conceited, provoking one another or envying one another. So there's a there's some signs that you're not walking in the Spirit is when you're uh, walking in sin. So it says the works of the flesh, for example, gives a whole list of works of the flesh. If you're walking in those things, you're not walking in the Spirit. If you're not obeying the Word of God, you're not walking in the Spirit. If you are uh, following the Spirit, then you will by default be obeying the word of God. Thanks for that question and God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. This has been Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado with you today. I'll be with you again on Monday. Uh, Thank you for tuning in and for all your great questions and text messages. God bless you. Have a great evening and a great weekend. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.